Welcome back to Rocktail Hour, an hour's worth of rocking good time in about 10 to 15 minutes with your buddies Michael, Treg, and Tim. We're three old guys that are a testament to the fact that rock and roll keeps you young. In today's podcast, Treg is going to focus on the song Tears in Heaven by Eric Clapton. Now, I'm a little bit nervous about this one because this is a, this is a sad song. And, and the story behind it, as I understand it, is very sad as well. So go ahead, Treg, and let's talk about it. <laughs> well, you know, with these uh, Rocktail Hour podcasts, our goal has been to entertain, and, and we hoped that we uh, would do that through humorous stories and anecdotes. But unfortunately, there's not a lot of humor in this story, but a lot of great music is born from tragedy, and that's certainly the story with this in this case. So the, the last uh, uh, Rocktail Hour uh, that I told was about Eric Clapton uh, playing with Derek and the Dominoes and, and uh, doing Layla and the other songs on that album. And we ended that one where uh, Clapton met Lori Del Santo in Italy and uh, showed up on her doorstep, literally, one day and said, hey, I want to move in with you. And she said, okay, we'll see where it takes us. So they, they moved in together and, and lived with each other for a little while. Lori was starting a new career as a fashion photographer, and she uh, used him as a model occasionally. And one day, uh, she left the apartment and, and left him alone to look around, and, and he found a stack of photographs of Lori with numerous other wealthy boyfriends, and she always had the same kind of false smile on her face. And at that point, he says that uh, I knew that our relationship was doomed. So for quite a while after that, he went through the relationship knowing that it wasn't going to last very long. But at some point they talked about actually having children and thought how fun that would be and what perfect children they would make because they're both such attractive people and talented. So uh, Lori went off birth control. Eric Clapton was attractive? <laughs> <laughs> Everything's relative, Jim. Talking about us. Yes, he was attractive. All right, okay. <laughs> I've seen the pictures. Okay. Okay. So at some point, uh, not long after the relationship began, Clapton announced to Lori that uh, I don't think this is going to work out. And she said, oh, that's a bummer because I'm pregnant, which was kind of a, a bomb to drop. You know, uh, this, this panicked uh, Eric a little bit and, and he uh, left her anyway. Tried to go back to Patty Boyd, but she wasn't interested in having a relationship with, with him again. So Clapton uh, struggled for several months after that. Uh, trying to figure out how he was going to be a father when he considered himself that he was just a child himself. But uh, one thing that thought occurred to him is that this was going to be the only real thing that had ever happened in his life, that everything else, the, all of the other relationships in, in his life were just artificial compared to actually having a son of his own that he would be able to form a, a relationship with and a bond with. But it sank in that he was going to be a father. Uh, Connor... Connor was the name of the of the boy, and he was born on August 21, 1986. And uh, despite his trepidations, uh, Clapton soon really grew to love the boy and uh, loved to play with him, loved to spend time with him. Unfortunately, at this time, he had returned to drinking, and he uh, indicated in his autobiography that during the day he would play at the time that he was able to spend with Connor, because he was Connor was living with his mother full time, but during the day. He would play with Connor and have fun, and then as soon as his mother came and, and uh, to take care of him again, Clapton would go out and start drinking again. Realized that that was a very irresponsible thing to do, 
And it was one of the motivations that led him back to treatment again, went back into drug and alcohol treatment so that he could sober himself up. And, and at this time, he had a much better, a different motivation, and I think a better motivation, that he wanted to become sober for his son. He describes that the, that the best times that he had in those early years of, of this time when he was sober was the time that he spent with his son. He describes Connor as a good-looking boy with blonde hair, brown eyes, had a very gentle nature. Connor used to call him Papa, but Clapton felt like he didn't know how to take care of him because he was just a, a boy himself. By the time Connor was about four and a half, uh, Clapton was a lot more comfortable being a father. He still only saw him uh, occasionally, not all the time, because he was in the full-time care of his mother. But in, a, in March of 1991, Connor and his mother were in New York City, and Clapton had arranged to see him, and he took him uh, for the day to see the circus. And they had a great time in Long Island at the circus. In fact, this was the first time that, that uh, Clapton says that he, that he took Connor on his own, all by himself. And this experience of, of going with Connor to the circus and seeing the wonder in his eyes showed him what it meant to, to really be a father, uh, to have a relationship, a father-child relationship with his son. The next morning, he got up early in the morning, eager to take Connor and his mother to the zoo, and he got a, a frantic phone call from Lori. Apparently what happened is uh, Lori and Connor were staying in an apartment building on, the, on about the 50th floor, and the windows went from ceiling to floor, and they could be opened. Uh, in fact, the janitor had opened them that day temporarily to, for cleaning purposes, and uh, Connor was running around the apartment playing and literally ran out of the window and fell 49 stories to his death. So in order to deal with his grief, Clapton did what he was accustomed to doing. He turned to his music. He actually wrote several songs in the months that followed. One of them was called The Circus Left Town, about the last night that he spent with Connor. Uh, there was another one called My Father's Eyes, which uh, was a great song and a big hit. And the most powerful song that he wrote during this time period is Tears in Heaven. Clapton didn't actually write these songs to be recorded and released to the public. But in the, in the summer of 1991, he took a job writing the music for a movie, and the director of the movie, Lily Zana, heard, heard Clapton playing tears in heaven. And she said, hey, that's really got to be in the movie. It's got to be in the soundtrack. And Clapton said, no, I didn't write this to, to be released to the public. And she suggested to him that, that the song might in some way help somebody else who was going through similar grief. And that persuaded him to record the song and release it. So it was originally released on the soundtrack for the movie Rush. I think more people became familiar with it when he released it on the soundtrack for Unplugged. Uh, Clapton did an Unplugged special on MTV, uh, played a great acoustic version of Layla, and he also played Tears in Heaven, and, and that album was enormously popular and uh, also uh, caused that song Tears in Heaven to be very popular as well. In fact, the song uh, received uh, several Grammy Awards, I think Record of the Year and Song of the Year. Yeah, I think it was also nominated for an Oscar, but I, I don't think it won. Um, well, it, what a tragic story, but it, uh, it did give birth to a great song. My understanding is that in uh, about 2004, 
Clapton stopped playing Tears in Heaven and My Father's Eyes live, uh, stopped playing in, in, in concert. And uh, he explains that in order for him to, to really play the song and, and to give it the performance that he feels that he would need to give a song like that, the, the, the emotion that it needs, he needed to experience the feelings that he experienced. And by 2004, he said he, that he no longer felt those feelings anymore, so he couldn't play the song. And uh, I suppose that's a good thing, that he was able to move on from the grief that he felt from the loss of his son. Um, well, that's a really sad story. And, and I just have to say that, that you are not allowed to pick any Eric Clapton songs for at least the next three or four choices. You got it. All right. Okay, well, really sad story, but an interesting one. Again, we try to give you the meaning behind some of these songs. Uh, appreciate your listenership. Appreciate uh, you supporting our, our website. Please email us at dudes at rocktailhour.com if you have any suggestions. Join us on Facebook, join us on Twitter, and until the next Rocktail Hour, keep on rocking.